Welcome to this edition of the Head to Head Podcast. I'm your host, Cam McKinney. This is episode number 56 of the Head to Head Podcast. And in this edition of the podcast, I'm going to be talking about Yankees second base star, DJ LeMahieu. Now, before I get in depth into DJ LeMahieu, he's having his breakout year. More on that in a bit. But the thing that's annoying me the most is people pretending like this is the first time DJ LeMahieu has contributed to a baseball team. Let's look at DJ LeMahieu for a minute here. He spent the last seven years in Colorado, not a big baseball market. He's been to the playoffs about three times in his seven years with the Rockies. His career batting average is 301, which is quite good. He's won a batting champ in 2016. He's a three-time All-Star, three Gold Glove Award winner, and for some reason the Yankees got him on the cheap for two years and $24 million. And at the moment of that signing, I knew that that was a big signing because I wanted the Red Sox, my team, to go after a guy like DJ LeMahieu, who's far and away better than the likes of Eduardo Nunez, Brock Holt, and even Dustin Bedroya at this point. This is not, this is a breakout year for DJ LeMahieu, but he's had star potential before. He won a batting title in 2016, a recent batting champion opens up on the market. Yes, he's had a few, not down years, but not the best years since the batting champion, but he's still a solid defender, a solid contact hitter that so many of these teams should have paid for the Yankees to get him at a cost of two years and $24 million, and he's having his best year at 31 years of age. He is he is an outlier when it comes to baseball nowadays because all the stars of the Christian Yelichs and the Cody Bellingers and the Francisco Lindors, these young upcoming power hitters, this DJ LeMahieu guy is an old-time baseball player, a contact hitter, a 300 hitter. He's going to make solid contact, hit a few home runs, hit a few surprise homers. That you're surprised he's doing it, but he's going to get it at some point because he's just a professional hitter. That's what DJ LeMahieu is. He is just a pro's pro. He's going to play solid defense, and he's going to play to help you win the game. That is his main concern. He's not star. I have barely even heard him speak, but again, he's been overshadowed in his time in the major leagues royally by fans and players alike. Part of the reason I think DJ has been overlooked is just because he's been overshadowed by the stars that have played second base in the past 10 or 12 years. Ian Kinsler, Dustin Madroya, Robinson Gano, and now Jose Altuve. They've all had breakout MVP seasons, batting titles, power hitters. DJ LeMay, who does not fit that mold of the star second baseman of today's era. He's more of the classical second baseman who's going to play some solid defense and hit a nice batting average. He is not going to hit 30 bombs like Kinsler, play outstanding defense and solid contact like Pedroia. He's not Dustin Pedroia. He's not as good as Dustin Pedroia was in his prime, and he's certainly not Robinson Cano flashy. He is just a solid pro, and so that's why I think he's been overshadowed. And by the way, those guys play in two of the biggest markets ever, the Red Sox, the Yankees. Even the Rangers were World Series contenders. DJ LeMay, who has never had the spotlight on him, until this year in a big market 
like New York. And I think he's been underappreciated by the team that had him before, the Colorado Rockies. The fact that they replaced LeMahieu with Daniel Murphy when they could have used both, and the fact that they're overpaying guys like Ian Desmond, I would make an argument that DJ LeMahieu should be on the Rockies more than Charlie Blackman. But again, that's that's a bit of an argument I don't really want to get into. But again, he's been overlooked by his own team. He's been overshadowed by the Giants at the position. This guy is a 301 career hitter, a batting champ. Two years and $24 million for that production just doesn't make sense. I think he's the Mike Moustakis of his position. Mike Moustakis keeps putting up power numbers, keeps driving in runs, and they are not getting paid. And DJ LeMay, who is not getting paid. I think eventually he will get paid because of this season. But again, when he hits the free agent market again, DJ LeMay, who will be 33 years old, he is never going to get the huge payday that he so rightfully deserves. And another guy this offseason that also went through the similar thing is Michael Brantley. The best free agent signings this offseason have been, without a doubt, DJ LeMay, who to the Yankees, and Michael Brantley to the Astros. Because in those lineups where all those power hitters, you need the solid contact role players who are going to play multiple positions, which LeMay who can do, and just do things, small little things to help you win games that, again, they add up to giant things. DJ LeMay, who is an MVP candidate this season, there is no doubt in anyone's mind, he is the best free agent signing. In a lineup that has Judge and Stanton and Luke Voigt and Edwin Encarnacion now, and D.D. Gregorius, the best Yankee this year has been D.J. LeMahieu at two years and $24 million. And I give Brian Cashman a ton of credit for signing D.J. LeMahieu, although I do not think even Brian Cashman knew D.J. LeMahieu had this kind of star potential. He has just been underrated at his position because all he does is play a solid baseball game. And now in this bigger market, and again, he's he's definitely living up to the stage. He's definitely overperforming what he's done in the past because of this huge stage he's on. It's quite great to see. It's not something you always see from athletes. They don't always take that big stage well. But it's something I've been enjoying these last few years of seeing these guys who have been overlooked in their careers shine in big moments. Nick Markakis with the Braves last year. He was an absolute bombshell for the Braves. He had a breakout season with the Braves. He had been on the Orioles for his entire career, so nobody quite cared about him. And then he had his biggest year with the Braves, and now we all think of Nick Markegas the way we rightfully should. He's one of the best pro hitters out there. That's another great comp to DJ LeMahieu. He's just been out there in Colorado playing a decent game, being overlooked by his own franchise, and then he is given this stage in New York with injuries to Stanton, to Judge, to DD. And then him and Gary Sanchez and Luke Voigt have been carrying the New York Yankees. Where would this Yankees team be this year without DJ LeMahieu? Where would they be? And where would the Rockies be if instead of paying Daniel Murphy, they had just rightfully done what was right and paid DJ LeMahieu? He was going to keep improving because that's just the kind of hitter he is. He is a pro's pro. He has been one of my favorite players for a while. And this idea that this is the year that it's all come together is just ridiculous. He's a batting champion. 
He had free 40 that year. He is a free-time All-Star, free-time Gold Glove Award winner. It is ridiculous that he's been overlooked by baseball, but it's even been more ridiculous that he was overlooked by the team that made him a star, the Rockies. And the fact that the Yankees are benefiting not only from DJ LeMahieu, but also another Rocky and Adam Adovino, it's hilarious to me that the Yankees are the one that found the diamond in the rough. It should have been teams like the Oakland A's. It should have been teams like that to get DJ LeMahieu because the big markets already have the this idea that they can overspend for Aaron Judge and that they can overspend for Giancarlo Stanton. But Brian Cashman made a brash choice and said, I am going to sign DJ LeMahieu and look at how it has paid off. What was the market? Was this the best offer for LeMahieu? Because if that's the case, that's ridiculous. Now, I don't know if DJ LeMahieu took a pay cut to be a Yankee, but there should have been a team out there that vastly overpaid for this guy because they could use him because they would be in the hunt right now more than they are. Because if you're asking me right now, the Yankees are a World Series favorite, and a big key to that is because of DJ LeMahieu. They are no longer the team that strikes out all the time. The same thing can be said for the Astros. They built this team with contact hitters, and they added Michael Brantley to it. Now, DJ LeMahieu is basically the first contact hitter for the Yankees, but it's making all the difference. Yes, Aaron Judge is going to strike out. Yes, Gary Sanchez is going to strike out. Yes, Giancarlo Stanton is going to strike out. But you know who's not in those key clutch moments this year batting 444 with runners on base is DJ LeMahieu. The face of the Yankees this year is DJ LeMahieu. It's not Judge. It's not Stanton. It's not even Gary Sanchez who's been fantastic. It's DJ LeMahieu, and the rest of baseball should have figured out his star potential before the Yankees. A team like the Mets, a team like the Rockies, a team like Oakland, any team should have figured this out. It's quite hilarious that the team that's figured this out is the New York Yankees. Right now, LeMahieu is on pace to win his second batting title, and he would become the first player in a long time to win a batting title in the American League after winning it in the National League. He would be the first player in the modern era to do that. The modern era. He is above... He is above Raphael Devers by like four batting points, but still, the fact of the matter is the rest of baseball should have figured this out. He he was there for the taking, and no one saw it. No one's... That's another great thing about baseball, though, is the resurgence of people that you just didn't expect to be this good. Nobody expected it to be this good for DJ LeMahieu. In the National League, you just have two power hitters battling it out for MVP and Yelich and Bellinger, and they're going to break home run records. And then in the American League, the MVP could be the polar opposite of those two guys. And to me, that's insanely interesting. You could just have a guy who's a solid player who, yeah, he'll he'll hit his 20 bombs because he's playing in Yankee Stadium. But think about what he's done with the Yankees. He's playing third base. He's played first base. He's played excellent second base. He is just a solid player. It would be, it reminds me of like Kirk Gibson winning for the Dodgers in 88. His numbers aren't going to be historical. He's not going to hit 60 bombs, but the impact DJ LeMay, who is having on the Yankees, would to me be the, it's the one big difference between this year's Yankees and last year's Yankees is the the resurgence of DJ LeMahieu. 
Yes, he he doesn't have power, but he has everything else at his disposal. I think my bigger point on this is not just DJ the player. It's that baseball needs to look itself in the mirror. They keep telling themselves that baseball is a young man's game, and they're getting it right with the Lindors, and they're getting it right with the Bellingers, and they're getting it right with the Yelichs. But what about the other guys? What about guys like Brantley and LeMahieu that could have contributed to some of these teams like the Mets, like the Brewers, like some of these other teams that could use those other guys? Just pay up because they're having their better performances. Nick Markakis has been better in his 30s than in his 20s. DJ LeMahieu is having his best year at 31 years old. Baseball needs to look itself in the mirror and say to ourselves, is this really a young man's game? Because power hitters maybe aren't aging that well, but contact hitters like Brantley, like LeMahieu, and and like Nick Markakis are aging quite fine. And even Josh Donaldson is, yes, he got $20 million and I thought he was overpaid. But look at the impact he's having with the Braves. If your team's like that, you should have made those kind of one-year offers to a guy like LeMahieu and to a guy like Brantley. Look about all those other contending teams that could have used DJ LeMahieu. Shall I make a list? The New York Mets signed Jed Lowry to way more money than DJ LeMahieu got. And the Phillies signed Bryce Harper and the Padres signed Manny Machado. Maybe they should have... Do I think that the Padres would be a better team if instead of signing Manny Machado, they signed both Brantley and LeMahieu? Make that argument. Sign both those guys and don't sign Manny Machado. I think they're a better baseball team. And yes, you sign Manny Machado because he's a star and he's 25 years old and you're going to have a run of 10 years in your mind. But just think of the now, how much these two players could have made an impact on this year's race. Even a guy like Moustakis. These three guys keep being overlooked. And DJ LeMahieu might be the face of it. But he's not the only guy who's been performing great well into his 30s. Yes, he's only 31 years old, but he's definitely aging well. And yes, Nick Margagas definitely aged well. And Michael Brantley is certainly looking to age quite well. They are having breakout seasons in the air. Guys who've already performed exceedingly well. You want your sport to be known as a sport that doesn't overlook these guys. Pay these guys. Yes, the Bryce Harpers deserve their money. Yes, the Manny Machados deserve their money. But also pay the DJ LeMahieu's two years and $24 million for the year he's having. Think about all the baseball players having not so great years being paid way, way more. I don't want to give examples, Chris Sale, but there are guys in baseball who are getting vastly paid. Pitchers, too, who are not having the same impact as an everyday solid second baseman is having on the New York Yankees. Where would the Yankees have survived that rash of injuries without DJ LeMahieu? Would the Yankees have survived it without Judge, without Stanton, without D.D., without Sanchez for a time being? Would they have survived it without D.J. LeMahieu? But instead, some teams, including the Rockies themselves, decided that Daniel Murphy, who I like, is a better option for their organization. Think of the impact E.J. LeMahieu has had just for being a professional who shows up every day. And that's another thing that's being overlooked by baseball. This idea of these guys play every day. DJ LeMahieu and Michael Brantley are going to go out there every day, and they are not going to have a cold streak. 
So many baseball players, not going to name names, Bryce Harper's, go into ridiculously cold streaks. The Phillies went on like a seven-game losing streak, and Bryce Harper was nowhere to be seen. Bryce Harper is really a great baseball player. But his issue to me is that when he goes on to a cold streak, it's usually when the team is bad. When things look good, Bryce Harper will look good. DJ LeMahieu, the Yankees were down. No judge, no Stanton, no DD, and no and no judge for a time. And he stepped up. That's a rare ability for a guy to do that. He stepped up his game. How many guys right now in baseball that are getting the loads, the 10-year, $200 million, how many of them are, are not performing at that level when they need them most. Reliability is something that baseball needs to start paying for. DJ LeMay, who is reliable, and baseball needs to start paying up. And how about the Mets? Brody Van Wagenen making his own client go to the Mets. Robinson Cano. They signed Jed Lowry, and they get Robinson Cano. Erase both of those guys and sign DJ LeMay, who think about how much better the Mets would be right now. Instead of getting a professional stable hitter, they are getting Robinson Cano at the back end of his career whose power isn't aging well and is going through injuries. Reliability is something that needs to get paid. And the fact that the Yankees ended up with a star second baseman on a two-year, $24 million contract is ridiculous. And the most ridiculous thing about it to me is, again, the New York Yankees are the ones that found the diamond in the rough when anyone else could have gotten him just by offering him more money. Think about that. If there was a five-year offer on the table by anyone, he would have taken it. And if I were any team, why wouldn't you do that if you were in playoff contention? Just think about the terrible moves that have been made this past offseason that aren't paying out. And the two that are, are not the flashy power hitters. Yes, the Manny Machados and Bryce Harper signings have kind of worked out for both teams. But if you're telling me that both teams could erase both of those contracts and sign shorter deals with LeMahieu and Brantley, who's to say that's not a better plan? And who's to say those teams wouldn't be better? Because I, for one, think they would be better. Because it's not that these guys are, they are not as good. Let me make that point. DJ LeMay, who is not as good as Bryce Harper, he is not as flashy as Manny Machado, but on shorter deals, if you erase those two guys and sign these two guys, I'm telling, what if the, what if the Phillies erase Bryce Harper and sign both Brantley and LeMay, to me, they're a better team. Erase Manny Machado and sign Michael Brantley and DJ LeMay, guess what? The Phillies are a better team. The Padres are a better team. Just add those two guys to either of those two teams. And they are better teams than they are right now because the price isn't that high. And you don't have, again, these guys go through cold streaks that Brantley and LeMay who just don't do. No, they're not going to provide the power. They're not going to drive in 100 runs, but they're going to be solid. And they're going to step up their games. In October, I fully expect DJ LeMay to step up his game. And Michael Brantley, we saw him step up his game when they... When the Cleveland Indians were going through their 22-game win streak two years ago, he stepped up his game gigantically in that huge winning success mode. He's been there. He's a pro hitter. Reliability is something that needs to get paid, and we need to stop 
saying that 30-something-year-old baseball players should not be paid because these two guys, LeMahieu in particularly, has been overshadowed by the likes of Pedroia, by the likes of Cano, and by the likes of Kinsler. But what's ironic is he's going to be the one that ages the best out of all of them because he is having his best season at 31 years old. And that's not something Ian Kinsler can say. That's not something that Dustin Pedroia can say. And that's not something that Robinson Cano can say. His best is yet to come in his 30s. That's what makes him the outlier of those stars. Those stars had their moments, and maybe they shine brighter, but DJ LeMahieu will shine further than those guys. DJ LeMahieu is probably still going to be really good at 34 and 35 years old, something none of those other guys can say about their careers. Yes, some of them might be Hall of Famers, probably not Cano, probably not Pedroia, and probably not even Kinsler, but they they were looked at the class of the their organization, but it's the contact hitter in LeMahieu who's going to age the best out of all of them because he's just a steady presence who's going to keep getting better and better. DJ LeMahieu might be baseball's biggest breakout star this year, but make no mistakes, he's always been a star. Thanks for listening to this edition of the Head to Head Podcast. Again, I'm Cameron McKinney, and there will be a new episode of the Head to Head Podcast every Monday on Apple Podcasts and iTunes. Please rate, review, and subscribe. And thanks again for listening. <laughs> <laughs>